Babette, what's your favorite language to put a podcast in? Um, all right, so my favorite language is Swedish, but I don't speak it. But I think to record a podcast, it, it might be Dutch. That's interesting. Your favorite language is Swedish. Is it like, says something about that? Or um, I was born in Sweden, and also it sounds like a it sounds like a song when they speak. That's Swedish. true. It sounds really melodic, right? Yeah, nice. Hi everyone, welcome to a new news episode of Slim Radio. I'm here with Obed today. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I was just thinking about that question, like what is your favorite language to put a podcast in? Because you normally do the Dutch podcast, Yes, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guest on the English news podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, like you're not a guest, but um, yeah, because you speak German as well, German, yeah. English and Dutch. Yeah, and s sort of a little bit of French, but don't 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 Come on, try me. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, nice. Um, well, today we have um, a few different topics. Um, we're going to talk about uh, gender equality within the work labor market. Yeah, um, Norway is a big topic in there, um, and then um, about uh, vaccine nationalism which I think is uh, very interesting as well. Right? Yeah, which sounds maybe a bit vague, but we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. So um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, first, we're going to start with Norway. Um, what happened in Norway? Why are we interested in Norway? Um, well, basically, Norway has, um, I would say, the, the, the biggest uh, state-owned wealth fund. So that comes from Norway. And they now want to start to support women more. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting in a way as well because they talk about greater gender equality in the work labor market. Um, but specifically, um, the discussion is more about women at the moment. Yeah. So um, it's actually called the Norris Bank Investment Invest Management. And they are the one who actually manage... Um, were the ones who are managing the fund um, and they managed the revenue um, from Norway's oil and gas resources. So basically they work together, they invest into a lot of companies and they want those companies um, to focus more on um, yeah, equality in the work labor, in the work market of a woman being represented. Right. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, um, it is actually that they own around, I think, 1.4% of the world's listed companies in the world. Um, so that's a lot as well. And um, the problem is that um, the G7 countries, which are like the US, the UK, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and Canada, <laughs> um, they only have an average of 26% of women on board. And how is this wealth fund trying to... Uh To, to invest in more women in boards. Yeah, that's, wh that's what I wondered as well. Like, how do they want to do that? Um, so basically, they want, um, like, all the companies um, that are lacking in that representation, so that basically have, for example, 30% of only women on board in their companies, they have to send out a report, basically, on, um, yeah, on how many... Uh, Uh, how many different genders they have on board and they have to send that out and they have to improve on that. Right. And I think now the interesting thing is it, the talk is a lot about numbers. Um, they want to see the numbers in the end. And the reason why they want to do it is because they are scared that those companies they're investing in um, will lose their customers because they are not going within the time. Because as we know in a lot of politics, The talk about um, gender equality is huge. Mm -hmm. um, so if they're not going with that, 
then they might lose uh, a few, like a lot of their clients, basically. Right, right, right. But in a way, I also think, again, it's a bit problematic because we're talking, um, I mean, it's important to talk about that, but we are talking about women specifically now and while talking about gender equality, but what about the other genders as well? Should they be in the discussion? Should there be a quota or should there maybe be more of like trainings within um companies like, yeah within yeah. the companies as well because yeah, yeah it's like um it's like an example that i have actually there's um a big company in germany is called aeon mm-hmm. and they're investing like they want um the numbers for lgbtq plus representation for example is going up and women as well um but i feel like a lot of people in that company think that men are getting uh, they have less uh possibilities now mm-hmm. because they're yeah concentrating on that more and maybe it's more about like taking responsibility of what happened before you know and understanding how do you live together in a world um more than than a quota yeah exactly yeah yeah i think in general i i uh, I, i'm always a bit um unsure whether quotas are the right thing to do mm-hmm. uh, especially if you look in norway in 2003 they already sort of implemented this the law gender quota, yeah. 40 percent of uh, board seats has to be filled by women mm. but there you don't see a trickle down effect from it so you have these boards that are filled with women 40 percent of bo- boards are, are women but mm. on lower positions and lower levels it's not the same um divide yeah that's um, right so in that sense, okay, a quota might work on the board level, but if it doesn't work for the entire company, uh, then I think a more substantial, maybe more constructive change is actually to to um, to to really really tackle the deep rooted problem of mm-hmm. why women are not or all genders are not hired, uh, and and I'm not sure if a quota, you know, does that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think it's more important maybe to do trainings and to 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 uh, to, to 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 just not be sexist, you know, exactly. Um, yeah. Then then to implement these quotas, but then in the same time, you know, um, uh, that's difficult to achieve. I think a quota is a very clear cut measure mm. to get more women in a company, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and and a I don't know a training or something else might might cost a lot of money or it's mm-hmm. I don't know it might be more difficult to organize. What do you think? Do you do you think quotas are a good idea? I mean, I think quotas alone are not a good idea. Only like alone by themselves, because I think math doesn't doesn't work in that you know like numbers don't only work in a way that I feel like people do need trainings mm-hmm. because. Um, the N- NBIM actually thinks that the diversity that they want to bring will bring different perspectives to specifically jobs within like decision making and justice is what they say. But how can it when um, this problem is not there because of nothing? You know, it's because there of like people internally might be sexist or yeah anything, which yeah anyone can be. Um, so if you put a woman into that position, um, I think that person shouldn't be, or any other gender as well, that tr- person shouldn't be the person who has to deal with training those people, right? Because I feel like 
they will have to they will have to deal with a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. Like they will deal. I also um, when I worked in a few jobs before, I sometimes had uh, when I was working in sales, I had men who told me, "Yeah, it's easier for you because you're a woman," mm. you know. And I was like, <laughs> "What do you say to that?" In a way, yeah. because like you don't want to be connected like to your gender like you want to work because of like the quality that you give and you put a lot of work in there and i don't want to be that person who has to explain to him this whole discussion about uh, gender and sexism and anything so i think if you only concentrate on the quota um it's gonna bring a lot of problems also for the people working there because they cannot only they have to be the educator as well in a way right right that's interesting but they do have to be put off course like they do have to be more uh, different genders than only men and also than only white men in companies. I, I do think that. I don't know if a quota will help that. And I, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be the only sol like solution to that. Yeah, also I think it's also, do you, because with a quota, there's often a lot of talk, well, okay, but then you're not hiring anymore who's qualified, but you're just hiring someone based on their gender. Mm -hmm. And then you have a lot of men who feel very discriminated against. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but um, actually, when you look in uh, at Norway with a 40% board, mm -hmm. there isn't a stigma. So the, mm -hmm. the, the sort of belief that that men then think, oh, you're on, you only got here because you were hired because of a quota, mm -hmm. that is actually, there's been a research uh, into this and that's actually not true yeah. so i think that's a very positive thing and i think For that sure. negates sort of maybe fears people have about quotas mm -hmm. um and i also think there's also a very i don't think any yeah i mean i think that's a very man thought to have but <laughs> i just yeah. think we're like the woman is going to be hired now because of their gender her gender whatever gender but i don't to be honest um there are a lot of qualified women. No, no, no. Yeah. That's o obviously, obviously. But I mean, you can maybe worry about for and, sure. And and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You can maybe worry about if if someone also doesn't care about having more women I in a company, they just hire a woman because they have to. Yeah. Rather than actually tackling it, tackling the problem of them not wanting to hire women. Yeah, that's true, and that's that might happen as well. I feel like, and because of that, there should be training again. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's always a combination of things. It, I think education is a is a very important thing, and and um, uh, education of of both men and women in, in this case to 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 understand, uh, yeah, to understand how how uh, how you should react and how you should act in in these uh, these manners. Definitely, like understanding everyone and also listening to all the sides. Like, yeah, I think that's very important. Also. I always think like it's also very important to listen to the people who maybe are not on the side, you know, to actually understand, understand basically what's going on. Yeah, because I don't, I, I find maybe that's a naive thought, but I don't believe that people normally have bad intentions, you know. I think most no. of the time it's just they don't know that they're saying something that might hurt a woman or, or someone in the LGBTQ uh, community or, or, or something like that, you know. Mm. Um but yeah, I'm not sure if quotas will be the answer to everything. Yeah, I I don't think so, to be honest, because I had a lot of discussions with um like men, for example, <laughs> as well, <laughs> who um who thought that they were getting discriminated against because of the, those quotas now. And um that made me think, okay, um there must there has to be more education in a way, you know, of like why are they actually getting 
why are they getting put in there you know like and why is there a change and why do we have to um try to live together in a way i, yeah, I do understand also, all the sides as w in a way as yeah. well yeah no i also understand but it's also you know why do we w w why is it still relevant to to talk about feminism and talk about you know gender and and uh, why is it so relevant you know there's still an, an, a pay gap in the us for example between yeah, men yeah. and women and uh, it's still just very important to talk about this yeah um but unfortunately we have to move on yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> to the next uh Uh, subject so that's vaccination nationalism mm -hmm. and that sounds very fake but yeah um what is that <laughs> what is that okay so basically the richest countries have secured billions of covid 19 vaccines mm -hmm. so many that they sometimes can can vaccinate their entire population twice wow um and that's already you know with the two times vaccination thing right because okay, you have to yeah. be, get vaccinated twice two to, times, uh, yeah. um so they have an enormous amount of, of vaccinations while the uh, low income countries don't have enough vaccinations um and uh the 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 estimate cost to supply all these low income countries with vaccinations is 25 billion uh, i think dollars mm -hmm. um and the WHO uh has voiced an enormous concern about this because it's a virus and it keeps mutating yeah. uh no one benefits from it so if if not everyone is vaccinated it's it's uh, very very problematic um and uh most poor countries won't get vaccinated by 2021 mm -hmm. um uh, and uh a lot of yeah it's just it's just uh Uh, it's gonna harm the economies of of us as rich countries as well, and the For estimate sure. of of um, uh, of of the problem, uh, the economic costs that this virus will will uh, will lead to is 1.2 trillion dollars uh, per year of losses, economic losses. So mm -hmm. rich countries don't really benefit from from buying so many vaccines. Mm -hmm. um, there are some sort of uh, initiatives uh, to. Um, get these vaccines to low-income countries, such mm -hmm. as COVAX, it's called, okay. and that's an equal access fund um, uh, in order to to get the vaccines to uh, uh, to low-income countries. But they only have uh, 2.4 billion dollars. Uh, they have um, mm -hmm. in in their fund, yeah. uh, and uh, like I just said, the, it costs 25 billion dollars to uh, completely supply low-income countries with vaccin vaccinations. Um, so I think this once again shows um, how um, rich countries <laughs> have a better uh, position in the world than poor countries. 100%, yeah. And I guess uh, anything that's going to happen will show that in a way. Like, to be honest, when the virus first came and I was thinking of vaccination, they were t there was a talk about vaccination. My first thought was who's getting vaccinated and who chooses who's getting vaccinated. Uh, yeah. And my second thought was probably people in lower, uh, how do you say that, social settings or countries, um, yeah, will lose in that in a way. But now it's interesting because exactly what, um, yeah, that new uh, World Trade Organization chief, um, what is her name? She's from... Uh, She's a Nigerian-American economist, right? Yes, yeah. I I don't know her name. She, uh, yeah, um, basically she said that it's also influencing what you just said, like those other countries. And it is important b b uh, to 
get those other people vaccinated as well and think of the whole country together because yeah. it doesn't work anymore to just think selfishly because it's still going to affect everyone. Yeah. But then, I mean, I want to ask you, like, what do you think? Do you think getting the vaccines there will help in a way of only, you know, having the money and investing into getting them vaccinated? Because I also know for a fact that uh, in Israel, for example, there's a Jewish community community, and a lot of people there don't want to get vaccinated because it um, they're not educated. I don't want to say that, but like they, it doesn't match with... Um, with their religious thought as well, maybe, and they are not that educated about the vaccine as well, um, which doesn't say that the vaccine is great in the end, but they... So I feel like there also needs to be, again, education <laughs> along the people and... A big theme of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and um, discussion, maybe, yeah. I mean, but that's... I mean, that's a part of, of people in Israel. That's not mm -hmm. if we're, we're ever going to take, like, a lot of countries in, 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 in Africa that might... Uh, like have are are of lower income and and mm. can't sort of afford mm. to to buy so many vaccines i'm not sure if they are also not willing to get the vaccines you know what i think is a big a pro big problem is is that these people that have made the vaccines are keeping the the patent on it mm -hmm. if they release the formula of the vaccine people like scientists in in other countries can copy them and It's less of a problem, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it's extremely, extremely harmful uh, for the patent to be in secret. And I, I, that's, I mean, that's the case for the Pfizer vaccine. It's not the yeah. case for the Moderna one. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, then they can at least produce or try to produce it in their own countries. And uh, That's true, because, like, to be honest, I think it's also hard to, to trust something, you know, that comes from, like, somewhere else, like, who were never interested, basically. And then... Um, But do you really think it's such a big problem that trust is a big problem in these low-income countries? Mm, I think it's part of a problem, for sure. Like, to my mind. That's interesting. Because I don't think... But maybe maybe I'm I'm uneducated. Um, uh, I don't think that trust... I mean, trust is always... I think trust in vaccines is always a problem. Yeah. Um, but I don't think... I don't think it's the main... It's not that they're unwilling, right? No, I don't think it's the main problem as well. But I just, when I saw that example of Israel as well mm -hmm. and the community, I was thinking they're probably not the only community here. Yeah. That, and it's, for a fact, Western world is cultural, very different to the other, yeah, the other side of the world. But I guess first um, the vaccine has to come out there to see actually what's going to happen. Exactly. So that's just speculating yeah. of me, of course, as well. I saw a very funny headline that... Uh, Every time an Israeli person gets vaccinated, they get a shot for free. As really? Sort of like, here you go. <laughs> is it like a very funny. tequila shot? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I don't know what kind of okay. shot it is, but um, I think that I think the Dutch government could learn from that strategy. Yeah, just yeah. give me a shot when I get vaccinated. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, for sure, like an interesting uh, debate, and I think we're gonna hear more about also what's gonna happen with that. But also, you know, if. Like, look, for example, the entirety of Europe and the US is vaccinated, right? Mm. And then suddenly in a country, a new uh, strain, a new a new version pops up yeah. and our vaccinations don't work anymore. Where we have the same problem that we have right now. And yeah. um, uh, like no one benefits from, from, from this. I think it's in, in all our, all our uh, best interest to 
provide these lower income countries with vaccination. I don't think it's time to to have a sort of hierarchy in the world of no. vaccinations um, because it's a world, this is a global problem. Yeah, that's true for sure. And it's scary when you think of like all the mutations that are coming out and then those people in those countries who are not even vaccinated on like the original virus, yeah. you know, and then the mutations coming out. It's yeah. just But on the other side, if, if I then, who is going to pay for it? Mm. Yeah. Who's going to pay for it? Who is going to pay for it? It's 25 billion dollars. But when you said that, um, what you said in the beginning, that basically we have twice the amount of vaccinations that we actually yeah. need, we don't need that, right? We yeah. Can, we can... We can work with that already and give but that then, to those then countries. It's so, but then we pay for it. Yeah. All right. I I'm mean, not sure if if I mean I would say I agree because it's a global problem. But yeah. I can I can also see the point of maybe other political belief people with other political beliefs who say, well, why should we pay for um, all of our vaccines? I mean, it's an interesting question and debate as well. And it's also about like, okay, what do we want to pay for? In the end, I think the best way would be everyone pays for themselves, but it's not an equal world and mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. Um, so it is, I think, the most important thing that everyone is getting vaccined. I don't really care how. But then <laughs> also <laughs> the debate of like, can we um, can we develop our world to that place where everyone can pay for could pay in a way you know for themselves and why can they not right now then that's right. another discussion yeah that's an entirely different discussion because then you're gonna ask okay how do we structure the world yeah and how can we make it a more equal one mm -hmm. and i think that's an enormous question to have an answer to but maybe it's also like a really important question and i mean not maybe i think it's an important question and the vaccine is bringing that up in a way of like that we have to ask ourselves that because it's affecting us. And also, you know, it's, it's. I mean, we have the corona right now, but it, it'll be something else in five years time. And mm. uh, I mean, not hopefully not another pandemic, but, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but a climate crisis or whatever it may be, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, I think in general, it's, it's problematic to see the world so... Uh, without sounding very pathetic and cliche, mm -hmm. but it's very problematic to see the world very divided and very, because a lot of things are very global and very need to be, yeah, have need to ha we need to have global solutions for, for them. That's true, yeah. And make a, yeah, make a more diverse, diverse world. And I think it already started with the globalization, you know, like uh, when every, every country is connected, but every country is so different and has but different rules, you know, and... Also globalization leads to more in inequality sometimes. Yeah, like I think that like it leads to more inequality. Mm. So, um, yeah. I guess we we are the people who have to make up our mind. <laughs> That's a very depressing sort of end to 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 this podcast. Though, but I don't think it's depressing. I think it's more also of like eye opening. And in a way, I'm really happy that we're having that conversation because out of having that conversation, out of having conversations, there can be um, there can be new solutions. And out of not talking about it, nothing's going to change. That's true. I'm just going to ask you one question mm -hmm. because I know we're uh, short on time. Yeah. Do you think that we as two uh, students in a very left progressive city of Amsterdam are mm -hmm. the right people to have this conversation? Um, I think, why shouldn't we have that conversation? 
So counter question. Um, because we, I think we agree on this. Isn't it more productive to have the conversation with someone who says, no, I'm not going to pay for them? No, those these aren't global global problems. I agree on that. I think um, we are on this on the same page, but maybe on a similar page. Mm -hmm. um, I think, okay, I'm going to make that short, but there's this one um, a YouTube channel in Germany and it's like people, they have two different thoughts actually, two, like two different groups and they have a debate with each other and that is very interesting because in, this, in, the, in the end they just like kind of want to be happy mm -hmm. <laughs> with themselves and it's important. I think what you just said is very interesting for an interview. I think we should have an interview interview with someone who um, is actually on a different side um, to have that conversation, what yeah. you just said. So, um, yeah. Well, keep your uh, eyes at well, ears out, I guess, mm -hmm. um, for a potential interview, maybe. Definitely. And if you guys have any uh, suggestions, like just uh, send us some messages. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Have a nice uh, week. Yes. Yeah. Have a nice week. All right. Bye-bye.